Hey, Ed, what's up? Hey, Mike, what's happening? Oh, you know, you're married now. I'm, I'm married. I'm a married person. I, it's, uh, I, I saw you recently. It's nice to see, see your face uh, on my internet Skype machine. Uh, I saw you uh, recently in person uh, here in the city of Seattle, Washington uh, for my wedding. That was a lot of fun. I wore a suit and everything. You did. You looked very deanly. Uh, Thank as, you, man. As you said, I think as I was making my like rounds to the crowd, I didn't get to you uh, until a couple trips to the bar. But at one point, I remember you saying, I remember to tie how to tie a bow tie for you. Uh, which, which touched me, which touched me, touched me in my heart. Yeah. I don't really wear ties for anybody, man, but I figured I owed you something. Like yeah, I I'm, wanted to honor your day. I'm not even kidding. Listen, I'm 38 years old and like my dad had to fix my tie a little bit. Uh, nice, so nice. That's, that's, that's fine. Did you enjoy yourself? Did you have a good time? I did. Time I had a wedding? great time. It was a really beautiful wedding, man. I hey, thanks. That's nice. It was at the Seattle aquarium. It was yep. very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to touch weird sea creatures. It was as, good. As part of the aquarium or like, were you, like, were you touching guests? <laughs> No, 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 just the aquarium. I got to see sea otters. Uh, so this is what this is wedding talk uh, with with Mike and Ed. Yeah, yeah, and I got to see Ed cry, guys. To uh, he, got, he got all weepy. It was amazing. Oh God, I blubbered. It was ridiculous. It was so great. <laughs> did you? So so to keep it sort of tangentially tied to what we do here, uh, did you? Uh, did, did 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 you have any of the cake? Oh my God, I had like five pieces of the cake. <laughs> Thank it God, was, it was great. It was delicious cake. Uh, we wound up with uh, some extra cake. Um, which sadly we did not finish. It was too high a mountain for even me to climb. <laughs> so I, I took it out uh, to the trash dumpster uh, a couple of days ago. And then just like yesterday, there's this uh, squirrel that's always down there. I call him fat squirrel because sure. he's a fat squirrel. <laughs> and I look over at him as I'm taking the garbage out and he looks at me like, what are you even doing? And he's just got this giant glob of frosting uh, on his oh nose. God, so really? he's apparently been like in that. So I'm now worried that like I, I made a, I possibly made a squirrel uh, diabetic, but this is just, you know, these are, these are things we have to deal with in our lives. <laughs> One of the amazing things about your wedding was on the way there, I had a layover in um, somewhere, somewhere in the middle, sure. man. And yeah. um, they had Mountain Dew Citrus Red on tap. Now, is that different than Code Red? Yeah, it had like, it was like orange and red. Because Code Red is cherry flavored. And yeah, I mean, I'm, just... I'm generously describing the flavor of cherry, <laughs> but it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's essentially sort of a cherry, cherry flavored. flavored. Uh-huh. Yes. And they had, um, I went to the Arby's, man. I had to, I, had, I haven't been to an Arby's in forever. Wait, there was, We've, there was an Arby's in, in an airport? Yeah, it was, you, I think I was in You must have been in fucking middle America. Oh yeah, for Good sure. Lord. I was in the middle. And yeah. they had, so I did a beef and cheddar classic, duh. Sure, duh. And then a large Mountain Dew citrus red or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this was a flavor you had not yet had? or No, I never had rotation. it before. So okay. you're, you're my good luck charm, man. Wow, that's nice. <laughs> it's a good omen for your wedding, I think. Now, as as uh, <laughs> as Arby's uh, things go, uh, are you a horsey sauce guy? Are you an Arby's sauce? You just mash them up into like a big pile? Like, no, what's, horsey what's your, sauce. Horsey, horsey sauce? Yeah. yeah. And then and then you get, you get yourself some curly fries? I did. I did. So and then I will memory. confess that I went back and got another beef and cheddar. You're my goddamn hero. <laughs> God bless you, sir. I hadn't had <laughs> breakfast that day is my only argument, I guess. I haven't had breakfast yet today. And now um, I sort of want Arby's for breakfast, which might be the worst life decision a person can make. But that's just. <laughs> I still haven't been to the one in New York. I will. I will tell you, though, that the other night I went out with Mia and we got home kind of late. And we let the sitter go and Mia was like, you know, I really just want KFC, mm-hmm. which, you know, at like 1am. Sure. We wanted KFC. So yeah. we pull up Uber eats and you know, it's the only way to get KFC in the middle sure. of the night. So we order a big order, like an $80 order of KFC. Christ. Right. 
That's too much KFC. It's too much KFC. I don't even know what we were thinking. I think the delivery charge made it a little bit more. Sure, sure. One of those where you're like, well, I got to hit the delivery minimum, so I might as well get the big bucket. So anyway, I'm looking, and you know, I have Uber, regular Uber, wired up for my my car to Cooper because we do all these meetings all over the city, right? Sure. And I look, and in a panic, I realize, man, that Uber Eats has just charged the $80 2 a.m. KFC to my <laughs> Cooper Union card. So anyway, I had to write a letter that, you know, that was like, hey, you know, I got to pay be, this back. This is going to be Cooper Union's <laughs> next big scandal is uh, the, the fried chicken. You're going to have angry students leaving empty buckets of fried chicken uh, in your office as a form of protest. No, empty luckily, luckily, we have procedures for that. But I, just this idea that I had to confess to ordering KFC at 2 a.m. Well, and then I imagine that that's somewhere like, you know – that's now like an official signed document that's in your permanent file somewhere like like that, know, right? that now lives with you for the rest <laughs> of your life. You're like when when all of the uh, when all the algorithms and everything else eventually stitch together in one giant blanket, like you're going to go in for health insurance. And they're going to say, uh, no, we do not give health insurance to people who order KFC <laughs> at one o'clock in the morning. You had too many biscuits, sir. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Use too much honey sauce, which they call honey sauce because it's not technically honey. The other snack talk I have is I had a bag of. <laughs> Like special flavored candy corn. Okay. So this was s'mores flavored candy corn. So is this, is this a seasonal? Is this like something that uh, that you're only going to find uh, in your now? Now is this uh, is this a Brock's? Is this a Brock's brand? Yeah, candy Brock's corn? brand. They have other flavors too, but this is the only one I've been able to track down. Sure, sure. I got to tell you, it's lightly flavored. It like tastes well, like candy corn, but just a, a, a weird hint of fake s'mores flavor. And that's the thing is like okay, like candy corn basically tastes like sugar. And a little bit of color. And so, like, <laughs> how do you add marshmallow to that? Like marshmallows are basically sugar and yeah, that's n- and no color. So you're it's it's kind of a it's kind of a hat on a hat situation. Like you're just adding sweet to sweet, you know. It's a little bit like that autumn mix candy corn that has the chocolate bottom instead of the yeah, orange bottom. Because I like the big pumpkins, but I <laughs> don't really love the chocolate corns as much. I mean, look, look, I'm gonna eat them, okay? Like I'm yeah, not yeah, gonna sure. like leave them behind or anything, but I think if I had my way, all I would really want is the tip of all the candy corn, the white tip. It's like a little bit crunchier. It's got a little bit more snap to it. I'm with you yeah. on that. Yeah. I just want a bag of tips. You- <laughs> <laughs> Show an uh, episode title. Do you uh, do you do you eat them by like do you, do you nibble the, nibble the tip and then eat the yellow and then eat the orange? Like what's your what's your I candy do. corn strategy? That's exactly what I do. I eat the tip and then just throw the rest in my mouth. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> And then the other thing I had that I showed you on Twitter that I, w- I just wanted to warn everybody about. Sure. Was I had these dynamite chili Lyman Doritos, uh-huh. which are, which are like rolled sort of like rolled crunchy sticks. Kind of. Now, now you're saying, you're saying Lyman. Is it, should, should it be Limon? Is that what <laughs> I, we're, we're supposed to be talking chili about Limon? Here? I don't yeah. know, man. I know when it's like liquor, like Bacardi Limon. Sure. So I guess are these chili Limon? I don't know. Do they have rum in them? They probably are. <laughs> that is a a flavor profile I've never just really got on board with. Um, you, you see it uh, pop up from time to time, the sort of spicy and citrus uh, thing. Yeah, right. Not not my jam. Not my uh, not my thing. The, these tasted like if you had amped up like regular Dorito flavor, mm-hmm. and then you dipped it into like a key lime pie. Mm, mm, <laughs> it's mm. disgusting. Yeah, I had like three of them before the heartburn made me stop. Wow, I just had to stop. Yeah, the flavor's were... so bad that it made you stop. <laughs> it That's, made me um... stop. I didn't even finish the bag. Wow. And then the only one I'll throw in is I finally got had. I finally tracked down um, white fudge ding dongs, which was your nickname in high school, right? <laughs> 
They just called me fudge. Yeah. Big, 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 white, fudge. <laughs> big white fudge ding dong. They're and great. these are, so, so wait, uh, ding dong is sort of lower on my hostess, uh, hierarchy. Like I'll go with a, with a cupcake or a ho ho generally before I go to a ding dong. So ding dong is a chocolate cake, chocolate covering and a cream filling. Correct. It's like a ho ho, but hockey puck. Right. So it's like, it's like a, it's like a chocolate cake. It's iced and there's a cream filling in there. Yes. And these are the, the ones I had have white fudge outside. So still a chocolate cake, still a cream filling, just a white fudge. No, it's like a white cake and a white filling and a white outside. Oh, so it's it's just, it's white on white on white. It's like a study on white. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, it's like a, it's like a Republican social mixer. But if you, if you like that sort of fake white fudge, it's convenient that they don't call it white chocolate. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think, do you think they're ducking that just because like white chocolate sort of has its detractors? Like if we call it white fudge, like they'll just. No, I, something different. I bet that if they say chocolate, it has to have a certain ingredient in it. No. And if they say fudge, it can be whatever it wants to be. That's my guess. You're so smart. Are you a, are you a scientist? <laughs> I also had white. You're a ding dong scientist. A white fudge dipped Twinkie. Okay. Which, you know, was okay. I'm not a big fan of Twinkies, but the ding dongs are great. <laughs> I love a Twinkie. I'm not crazy about a dipped Twinkie. Again, like we're, we're talking about a hat on a hat, you know, like you're putting just like a, a, a coat, a coating of, of a thing around a delicious thing. Just can't, just give me the thing. Just, just give me the thing. Didn't you have some snack talk? I have some snack talk. So I, I traveled, uh, I traveled to, uh, the, the wilds of Canada, uh, for our little, uh, what, what we're calling a mini moon. And I had, uh, first of all, some ketchup flavored Lay's. Oh, wow. Have you had those? This is like no. a big thing in Canada, ketchup flavored chips. So they gotta be great though. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. They taste just like ketchup. Mm-hmm. And so I'm eating them like, wow, these taste like ketchup. Wow. These taste like ketchup. And then after about my third fistful, I'm like, am I like, am I enjoying these or am I just continually fascinated <laughs> by like how much they taste like ketchup? So I don't know. I'm still undecided on those. It is funny because I love barbecue chips and barbecue chips basically just taste like barbecue sauce. Yeah. Yeah. And I like ketchup. Yeah. So you would probably very much enjoy these. Seems like you would like the chips. All right. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's, it, uh, I, was, I was also distracted by a whole popcorn situation. We'll get to that in a little bit. All right. And then I also had something called, uh, and I put this out on Twitter and was, was quickly shouted down. It was called Sonic Sour Cream and Onion Doritos. Ooh. Or maybe it's just Sonic Sour Cream. I forget. Uh, I thought there was some sort of like Canadian version of Cool Ranch, but I was told by many chip uh, uh, connoisseurs on the internet that they're all over the place and that they're different somehow. I couldn't taste any difference, uh, but it's a pretty good, pretty good Dorito, pretty delicious Dorito. If I had to pick, I would always pick Cool Ranch, so I'd probably like these. Yeah, uh, Lindsay and I were recently somewhere, and we got a couple little, you know, snack-sized uh, things of Doritos, and I said, "What flavor do you want?" She looked at me, she's like, "Nacho cheese, obviously." Uh. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get Cool Ranch and I got Cool Ranch and she tried one and she sort of like scoffed and in a sort of like, why would you do that when nacho cheese is right there? And then she tried one and she sort of uh, contritely admitted like, I okay, Cool Ranch is actually pretty good. So <laughs> you got a convert then, you know, marriage is about marriage is about compromise uh, and about, about it is. You know, it's true. Doing stuff together. Let's see. What else do I have? I've, I I won't cover this too much because uh, another podcast I listen to has covered it uh, at length, but I'm fully on board with this, uh, what they're calling the Chicago mix of popcorn, the, the half, uh, half cheese, half caramel popcorn. Oh God. Uh, to the point where I've now tried three different, uh, varieties and three different manufacturers. And I'm sort of like weighing their options because frankly, <laughs> I feel like one has better cheese, but the other has better caramel. Oh man. And so I'm like, I don't know. I'm two bags away from like just separating the entire bags and then like remixing on my own. Or something. <laughs> do, it's a whole, do, it's a whole situation. Do we know why it's called the Chicago? 
So apparently uh, there's, I don't know. It, I don't know why it's called that. I guess it's a Midwestern delicacy of some sort. <laughs> it was not actually like in, like created in or around Chicago, but they wanted like a big Mid- Midwestern city name to put on it because like, I don't know, I guess people wouldn't buy like St. Paul mix or something. <laughs> yeah. And there's, I guess also some sort of like, again, I'm, I'm retreading ground. I've, I'm just repeating things I've heard, but uh, I guess there's some sort of legal battle about who can actually call something like who owns the rights to call their popcorn mixture, Chicago mix. Oh so. my gosh. Wow. That's a whole thing. And then uh, my final uh, snack talk is I've tried the waffles and syrup Oreos. Oh, I'm so jealous. Have you had these yet? No. Where'd you get them? Uh, the QFC. Oh, I haven't seen them anywhere. Which I believe stands for Quality Food Centre. I think it's a, uh, it's, a <laughs> it's a Canadian-owned grocery store. Sure. So I saw the apple pie Oreos, uh, saw them on the shelf, and was like, you know what? No, pass. No, hard pass. It's a pass for me. Yeah, me too. Uh, we discussed this before. I like uh, I like my Oreos with my coffee, and I don't want fruit in my coffee. And so this is just, you know, these these two things are just not going to get together, and that's fine. But waffles and syrup. And what I like is they did waffles and syrup. They didn't do the stupid flavored Lay's chip thing where it was like chicken and waffles and like try and throw some sort of like salty curveball in there, right? Which I'm sure was delicious, whatever. <laughs> they basically taste like the golden Oreos. But like just with a little dab of syrup in the middle. Oh, nice. They're pretty good. You've uh, you've traveled extensively in, in New England and Canada. Have you had uh, like a, the, the maple syrup candy where there's basically just like a solidified brick of maple syrup? Have you had this? Yes. And I love it. Yeah. So that's what these taste like. Oh, wow. I've also yeah. had like the doesn't Tim Horton has those maple donuts that I like a lot, too. I was really hoping you wouldn't you wouldn't bring up Tim Hortons because <laughs> I went I went to Canada. I went yes. to Canada, Mike, and I did not go to a Tim Hortons. How come? So you have to ask yourself, like, did you did you really go to Canada? Um, it has a lot to do with not understanding how ferry schedules work and having to instead have instead of having a leisurely morning, sort of doing a frantic drive across town to get into a a, a very long line of cars in the hopes of getting uh, home to our dogs and uh, our in our home. Did it work out? I mean, I'm I'm recording this from America, so yeah, good. It, it worked good. Out, worked out pretty okay. Welcome back. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's the let's see waffles and syrup oreos and then uh i saw speaking of oreos i'm not going to eat i saw on some sort of junk food instagram which i follow other people follow their fitness inspiration gurus, <laughs> and like just show me that that good get good junk food some sort of teaser thing for a like hot cinnamon oreo which looks horrible nope hard pass yeah like oh chocolate with hot tamales in it mm, <laughs> yum see that i would eat <laughs> you had cinnamon though I'm just not into it. Where where are you on um on orange and chocolate? I'm good with that. I don't like it. I need people to stop putting orange uh, in chocolate. I need people <laughs> to stop putting lavender in everything. Yeah, I'm not a fan of lavender, but there's these cookies called Pims. Have you ever had these? No. It's like a sh- kind of a shortbread cookie, I think, with like a kind of like an orange jelly and then a layer of dark chocolate. Oh my God. Dark chocolate. I don't even like Ah, dark chocolate. So good. Nope. All right. All right. So that's it with snack talk. I think so. I I think that's most, that's most of the highlight. Oh, I also had the, uh, uh, it's been a while since we did this. So, um, the, uh, crispy taco Lay's chips. Oh, I've never heard of those. They're fucking wild. And let me tell you why. (laughs) You know, when you get like a, just like a sort of a, a crappy, like crunchy shell taco, like a Taco Bell taco. Uh-huh. And it's got, you know, your your meat-ish substance and sure. uh, a little sprinkle of cheese and your taco spices and then like a handful of iceberg lettuce. Sure. So this chip somehow managed to replicate the like taste of iceberg lettuce mixed no. in with a taco. Really? Yeah. 
See, that's always the thing that's missing, I think, from I those know. kind of flavors. I feel like they should have called him Taco Salad, but then, like, who's going to eat a salad-flavored chip, right? Like, I respect the marketing. So they called him Crispy Taco. Huh, I'm going to have to get these. Yeah. It makes you want to commend the chemical engineer behind that flavor. I know, you know right? I, mean? <laughs> I just I picture some guy who just, he probably went to school, got his PhD in, you know, whatever, flavor chemistry, and just paying off just giant stacks of student loans, but God damn it, he's doing good work, and I respect that. I just imagine the round of high fives after they all eat one. Right? Like, like we did, did you, it. Did you we taste finally it? Did, did you it. taste it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know how awesome you are if you make lettuce come through in the flavor sensation? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. You got um, comic book movies, man. Yeah. It's been a while. It's, it's been, well, I mean, we haven't sort of, we have sort of haven't done this all summer. So we've got like a summer's worth of, uh, uh, of movies to talk about. Where so do you I, start? I haven't seen Thor yet. Is that out yet? I don't think it's out yet. I think it must be coming soon because the 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 real real nice theater with the big soft reclining chairs uh, and the beer uh, just started hitting me with targeted Facebook ads that uh, tickets are on sale or going on sale soon or something. It's one of those like assigned seats, you know, big big swanky uh, theaters here in Seattle. Uh, so it must be coming soon. So I saw Wonder Woman, which we I mentioned last time, but we said we'd wait till you saw it. I think you yeah, saw it, right? I did. I watched it. I uh, watched it a couple weeks ago. Nice. So I thought it was fantastic. And then it was a little less so kind of towards the end. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, it was kind of like they were sitting around and said, well, let's wrap this thing up then. Uh, and then, and then they did it, but I really liked it. I thought Gal, Gal Gadot uh, was yep. phenomenal. I know when she was cast, everybody was like, no, she doesn't look like big and powerful enough. She's a little skinny person, but like she fucking owned it, man. Oh, come on. She's perfect. She um, was like, really like just, you have no doubt that she's wonder woman. Yeah. And, and I liked that she, she did like, you know, they did some of that kind of, uh, you know, fish out of water stuff. Obviously, she's never been out in, you know, off the island, out in the real world. But she was still very like, I don't know, she she was very kind of self-assured and like owned her shit and wasn't, you know, wasn't like a big, like doe eyed, naive. Oh, what's all this? You know, what's all this scary real world stuff? Like she was just out there in it and kind of figuring shit out. I liked it. Nice. I'll tell one story real quick. So I got to have dinner with Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman. Oh, because she's an she's an alum of your uh, fine institution, correct? Yes, she uh-huh. attended the Cooper Union, and she told me this great story about how she got into what she's doing because of Richard Donner's Superman movie. Oh wow! And so I got to tell her that the first Superman cartoon was made by a Cooper Union graduate. It kind of blew her mind. It was awesome. You guys have quite a roster, so that's very cool for her that you know she got into the movie biz or inspired or whatever from Superman. And then, you know, kind of closed the loop doing, uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Wonder Woman. And, and she, I, assume, I assume there's a sequel coming. Uh, is she on board? Yeah, she signed. Yeah. Yep. She signed. There's a huge negotiation. She's getting paid more than any woman director before her to do that movie. Fantastic. Good. Yeah. It's Worth great. It. With she time. told me this great story, which, um, I get a little upset when I think about it, not like in a, in a good way, but, so she was on a panel or something and Richard Donner was there mm-hmm. and the whole time they were on this panel, Richard Donner had this like thing wrapped in his hand, like a present. Nobody knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the talk, he stands up and uh, it reveals that it's a runner's baton and he hands it to Patty Jenkins. <laughs> That's fantastic. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's good. I like it. Yeah. She was, I could tell she was like so blown away by that. It was, it's an amazing story. Yeah. But yeah, it's the, the movie didn't is, is doing incredibly and, and they signed her up for the sequel and she's about to take off and start shooting. It's great. That's great. I, I was, I watched it with Lindsay and I think at one point she turned to me and said, uh, said, 
this must be so cool for little girls to see this, like just, you oh, know, to, yeah, see, totally. to see this up on the big screen. Um, and so that I watched that sort of click for her. Cause she's not like, she's, she doesn't, uh, you know, slavishly follow the superhero movies the way I do, but <laughs> she, you know, she was, she was very impressed with it. So if you follow Patty Jenkins on Twitter, she's constantly been sharing all these young girls who are like, you know, dressed up as wonder woman are talking yeah. about going to see wonder woman. It's great. It's really amazing. Very cool. Did you uh, did you uh, get her drunk and get her to drop any Justice League uh, spoilers? <laughs> no, no, no. We didn't even Damn talk it. about Come Justice on. League. Have you seen? I, I'm sure you have. Uh, the I don't know what it is. If it's like a one sheet or if it's a post, some sort of promo image going around for the Justice League where it like tries to incorporate each one of their logos. Oh no, I haven't seen it into the We Fight for Justice or something like that. No, is it any good? Well, of the you know, of the logos, I, I don't know. I recognize three of them, I guess. Like I recognize flashes cause I know flash. Uh, let me see if I can find it for you here. I'll, I'll, I'll type very loudly uh, and look for things. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's bad. It, it, it's like, it's got the Aquaman logo wedged in there. Like no one fucking knows what the Aquaman logo, like Aquaman doesn't know what the Aquaman <laughs> logo looks like. It's just, it's just there. <laughs> I'm a logo person. Right. And I don't even know what Aquaman's logo looks like. It's, and it's got like cyborgs, like robotic looking C like they invented that for the, like, if you're going to do a thing where you incorporate the logo into like this weird half-ass acrostic uh, poem style thing, like you got to use recognizable logos, you know? Why is cyborg in the mix on all this stuff? Like, why is DC so desperate to make him like. I hate to put it this way, but like an A-level character when really he's like a C-level character. I do not know the answer to that question. But I'm right, right? Like he it seems like out of nowhere, he's like one of the top five. And I mean, he was he's never been around ever. He was sort of big, like in the Teen Titans. So I don't know if they're trying to like wedge that uh, yeah, kind maybe. of like that spinoff thing. I don't like the, the really cynical uh, part of me is like, well, we, we need a black guy and it was either mm-hmm. him or uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern, who I'm sure is like tied up in whole different movie rights and everything. But see, you know, that's the, that reminds me of when um, Chris Rock has that skit about being cast in Starsky and Hutch uh-huh. and his agent, his agent calls him and says, you could be, you know, uh, what I forget what the main black character is from Starsky and Hutch. I think the role wound up going to Snoop Dogg, but I hear what you're right. saying. Right. And, and, and Chris Rock was like to his agent, he was like, yo man, this ain't a historical recreation. I want to be <laughs> Starsky or Hutch. You know, and it's like, why can't they, you get what I mean? Like cyborg doesn't have to be the only black character right, in the right. DC no, I hear movie you. universe. I hear um, but yeah, I don't know. And I know, you know, for all, I'm sure maybe we'll hear from very rabid uh, cyborg fans who care deeply about <laughs> cyborg, but I like, I'm fairly knowledgeable about like comics that, you know, a little bit deeper than like the surface level. Like I, you know, I know my, my Hawkman's from my other winged creatures, whatever. <laughs> I barely know who cyborg is, man. Yeah, me too, man. And I've read a bunch of teen Titans. And it's also, it's also just kind of a, like a shitty name. Yeah. The whole, that's what I mean is the whole premise seems forced. Yeah. Anyway, super looking forward to that movie. It's going to be great. Really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. What about Spider-Man homecoming, man? So I just watched it last night. So it's, it's very fresh in my mind. Um, hang on. I'm pull, I took notes. I'm going to pull up some notes. <laughs> I have, I have some questions for you. He's such a nerd. All right. I was very enthusiastic about my note taking for the first, you know, 20 minutes of the movie. And then I sort of fell off. But uh, so my, my big question for you is how, how, how well do you think they 
you know, they nailed the sort of like Queens, uh, New York vibe. Like, are you really on a first name basis with your bodega sandwich guy? Is there a bodega that would like really be called the best sandwich in Queens or like they yes. all turn it out? Sandwiches? All, all of that is real. Okay. I will tell you, man, the we, cat I appreciated. Like I, I know that much, at least even as a West coast, I'm like bodega cats are real. Yeah. Yeah. That's all real too. But you know, like when we moved from San Francisco back to New York, we couldn't find an apartment. Yeah. And Mia started talking to the bodega guy and we started just chatting with the guy and he's like, you know what? I'll have my broker call you. And we were like, sure you will. Whatever, buddy. Thanks so much. Like you, I just assumed that's just never going to work. Sure. We closed on an apartment like two hours later. I love it. Like the bodega guys broker called somebody in the neighborhood who had an apartment who hadn't been listed yet. Yeah. We go, we were the first pe- people to see it before they listed it. I took it on the spot, went back and, and now I feel obligated to buy every bacon, egg and cheese I've ever eaten at that place. Which is not like a huge stretch for you. Like, I don't feel like you're no, going like way no, out of your way. No, I'm always happy to buy one of those, but yeah, he was, it was amazing. So yeah, that's sort of like knowing your bodega owner is real. Okay. All right. Good, good. No, even, even the guy around the corner is like, I showed up and went to pay the other day and didn't have my wallet somehow. Like, I just left the house without my wallet. Sure. And he's like, you get me next time. Nice. I mean, come on, man, for real. Yeah. And I did get him next time and it was fine. So yeah, you get it. That's been that's been a thing that I've, I'm still struggling with since moving to Seattle. I, I don't feel like I'm a regular anywhere anymore. I had a couple mm. spots in San Francisco where like I yeah, was, totally. I was a regular, like they knew me, you know, they, they'd buy me around every once in a while. Or if God forbid, I forgot my wallet, they, you know, we'd figure it out. Yep. And I, I haven't found that place here yet where I've spent enough time, like, you know, investing and in becoming a regular, uh, which is, which is disappointing. It's something I'm trying to work on, but it's a, it's a nice feeling being, being recognized. Yeah. The, the Dunkin' Donuts across the street from Cooper, when I walk in, they just start making a large iced coffee with whole milk. It's nice. awesome. <laughs> I like it. Whether I want one or not, I'm buying one. Whenever yeah. I walk in there, give me, give me the ESL. But man, I thought Spider-Man was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was as if they had, you know, like, Again, the big bang on on Marvel uh, Universe movies is they're sort of formulaic. They sort of have the same kind of like quippy tone, mm-hmm. you know, and like the comedy meshed in with the action and everything else. Uh, but it works, man. It just fucking works. And so it was like when you watch some of the other uh, the the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man's, you could see little glimmers of like that wit coming through. And you're like, if they just took this and just yeah, like right. set it in this universe that we already know and love like this could this could work. And that's what they did. Calling it homecoming is so smart. Yeah. Like the, it really feels like it was the first Spider-Man movie I ever saw. Totally. Totally. And they didn't, but I liked, they didn't rehash the origin. Like oh, in yeah, any way, like not, yeah, like, did exactly. they even mention, did no, they even mention the Uncle no, Ben? No, like, not really. I love, I love hot Aunt May. I think that's a real good uh, take <laughs> on the, um, on the mythos. <laughs> I, I just really appreciated that it felt like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, like all his problems and stuff. They, you know, I just never bought Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. I just couldn't do it, man. And the guy after him, I thought was okay. What's that the guy after uh, Andrew Garfield? Like, yeah, he, he was guy. he was too cool. They tried to make him like a mopey emo nerd, but like he was he was he was fucking cool, man. Yeah, this is much better. And how how he mixes his own web shooters and mm-hmm. you know, it all just felt more Spider-Man. Like the yep. they. Marvel knows their characters, period, mm-hmm. right? That's what works, I think. Definitely. Like, I would say Sony should just give up rights to everything. Give back Venom to Marvel. Just make their money on licensing it back. Like, get get out of the movie business, man. You guys suck at making superhero movies. <laughs> and I, uh, Yeah, and, and this made me really realize that, like, even the movies that have been done super poorly, like, it's kind of, it's not the character's fault, you know? Like, 
I think I actually sort of started to believe like, well, maybe it's just impossible to make a good Fantastic Four movie, you know, but nah, like, man, maybe I'm it's c- not like, maybe you just need to get the right people on board, I'm convinced you know, that if they get that back to Marvel, they'll have the whole package. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like if they could bring Fantastic Four, that's like the glue that holds the whole universe together. Well, and it's also it's a nice tie, I think, uh, between like Black Panther and Avengers, like, you know, because Black Panther and, and FF have always been yeah, sort right. of very closely knit together. And so, yeah, I think that would be and it, it gives a nice I think, you know, we talked before about how these are all, you know, quote unquote, superhero movies. But really, like, you know, the the Avengers are big action movies. Uh, Captain America has been sort of like a, a spy espionage and like and then, you know, a big action movie as well. Doctor Strange is, you know, the mystical stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy is outer space. And so if you had, I think, some like science heroes. Yeah, I agree with you. You know? Yep. That's that might be a big, big missing piece of the puzzle. So I would look, I would love a real FF movie. Yeah. I haven't even seen that last one. I watched it on a plane and I think I watched it on a plane on a flight from uh, Seattle to uh, San Francisco and had plenty of time to watch it. If that gives you any indication, that's yes. a very short flight. <laughs> I think that movie comes in at just about 90 minutes. Uh, if even that, it might be less than that. So I have, I have two questions. First of all, uh, P- Peter Parker said pin number, which I find uh, a little upsetting when he's busting up the guys who are wearing Avengers masks, uh, you know, robbing the ATM. Yeah. He's like, Oh, did you forget your pin number? You know, you don't say pin number. Like the pin means personal identification number. So you're saying personal identification <laughs> number, number, <laughs> uh, but that's just, that's just, you know, pedantry. But that's like, I hear people all the time say ATM machine. I know. And it's infuriating, Mike. It's infuriating. <laughs> you prefer AT machine or something. And just say ATM. We all know what you're talking about. Like, I don't, it's, I don't, I I'm, not, it. I'm not confused. Like, Oh, uh, uh, what a, a magical <laughs> portal, a small pond. What do you mean? So oh, it's a machine. Good. I understand. Now, now I understand you. Oh God, you're brutal. That's so hilarious. My, my most important question about Spider-Man and this is going to, uh, you saw man of steel, right? Yes. So my favorite part of man of steel, it was hard to pitch this one. Was when uh, chubby redheaded bully Pete Ross uh, calls Clark Kent Dick Splash. Okay, because I just I don't know why. Like whoever wrote that line is like I've never. Like, he, you know he didn't he didn't call him a pussy. He didn't call him you know a, a dickhead or or any you know other sort of like a grade school pejorative. He called him Dick Splash. Uh, and so my question is, what's a what's a sicker burn? Pete Ross calling Clark Kent uh, Dick Splash or Flash Thompson calling Peter Parker Penis Parker? <laughs> so we just have people vote in the comments or on twitter or whatever whatever people are doing that now. i think we need a twitter poll for this man i think you got to put it out in the world yeah i, I hear that so bring it out of the way penis parker and i'm like oh that's so good and that's just so like that's so true to like teenagers just what dicks they are to each other oh, like God. peter doesn't even sound that much like penis but it's just so easy it's just done so <laughs> so good i enjoyed that and i like ned i loved ned as a character and he, he gets to live his dream and be the guy in a chair. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, a guy in a chair and he's got the screens all around him. Guy like, in the chair. Um, yeah, exactly. he's, he's microchip. You know, he got to be microchip. Oh, speaking of, man, we're so close. We're so close. You want to talk about you want to talk about Punisher? So. All right. So here's the thing. When's it come out? So uh, the rumors say that, that it'll debut in November. That we're talking right. about the Netflix show right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll feature microchip. And it's funny. I had a conversation with Mia a couple of days ago where I was like, you know, babe, I really miss the Punisher. <laughs> there was something about reading those comics every night for so many years that I miss the guy, man. I'm so excited for the movie, for the TV show. Well, you had, uh, you, you, you know, you sort of had, you had purpose then, yeah, you know, exactly. like you had, uh, 
you had a thing to do at the end of every I mean, day. Look, I've been I've been keeping up. There's a there's a still a monthly Punisher book that is honestly just not that good. But yeah, Ed Ed gave me a gift yesterday. <laughs> I mean, really, it's truly a gift. Was the turns out there's a new Punisher book called Punisher the Platoon. Yeah, the first issue came out yesterday, and it's written by Garth Ennis, dude. Yep, and it takes place. It's like his first tour with his first command in Vietnam. Yeah, so you remember the um, oh, the, God, the miniseries dude. Born, right? Yeah, exactly. Where he makes, depending on how you read it, either a literal or metaphorical deal with the devil. And so I'm not sure if this is like the because we, it, you know, when Born starts, he's been at uh, whatever it is, Firebase Valley Forge. Yeah, you know, for a while, like things have already sort of gone to shit and all that. And this seems so. I can, I'm not sure if this book is when he's arriving at Valley Forge or if this is just like the beginning of his. Yeah, I think this is before he gets there because the val. The, so the premise of this comic is it starts off with the the writer of Valley Forge from the Born comic mm-hmm. is picking up again, sort of the, the what he says to this group of people that serve with Frank with Frank Castle while he's interviewing them is something like, "I thought the Valley Forge story was the end, mm-hmm. and I now need to write the 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 story part." Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he's saying, "I guess this is the beginning of his tour." Mm-hmm. Man, what's great though is like I loved Punisher in the Nom, mm-hmm. and I loved Punisher Born. And anytime Ennis flashes back to Punisher in Vietnam, yeah. man, I am hooked. Like yep. I've reread those more, I think, than any other Punisher book. Yep. And so I am so damn excited about this Platoon book. The first issue I thought was great, a great setup. Yep. It seems like it's setting up some sort of some sort of twist, right? Where like maybe the writer of this book has some sort of ties or maybe is one of the characters from uh, the Vietnamese side of the conflict. I sort of cocked an eyebrow at it because you're hearing, it's not told from Frank's point of view, but it's like everyone's sort of first impression of him. And then it cuts to like the other side where it's, you know, this, this Viet Cong leader and like talking to some people and I'm like, okay, but if this is a story being like retold by these troops, like who's telling this half of the story. Right. And then the last panel is like the, you know, all the old soldiers looking like, Wait, how do you know that? So I don't know if like the writer of this book is is that woman or somebody else from that scene or how, how it's all going to play out. But no, I can't wait, man. I really I can't wait. Like because there's something like when when Ennis writes about Frank Castle in Vietnam, it's like mm-hmm. he still has his code, but he's much more brutal, man, because it's war. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I hate to giggle and all, but I'm just really excited about this book. Totally. I'm with that. Cool. I, you know, it's funny though. The reason I haven't read any other comics is that Mars got into Minecraft. Oh, yeah. And I've been playing Minecraft like it's a religion. I even got a Punisher skin and I just sort of run around my world as if I'm the last man on earth. <laughs> and like just, and just, and just punish the guilty what, blocks of wood. Yeah, pretty much. I know very little about Minecraft. I know most of it from, uh, uh, some of it just from a joke that was on Rick and Morty recently. Oh yeah, me too. Or that your that that Rick and Morty joke was amazing. Yeah, what do you say? Like, oh good, I got I I got some wood, so I can make a box to store more wood or something like <laughs> yeah. that. No, and he all, the other joke they made was like, that's the game where you're mining stuff so that you can mine stuff. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's so true. But it had man, it has this amazing appeal, and to see my kid play it and become like, I swear to you, man, like almost like an expert in it overnight uh-huh. is unbelievable. It seems like, like one of those things. I haven't played yeah. it, but I, it seems like one that uh, that kids really like pick up intuitively and and just get way faster than I probably. I mean, would. it's crazy to watch. He went from making like you know basic houses and you know stuff like that 
And then one morning he was like, Daddy, I made a roller coaster. Wow. And it was like all the tracks. And yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, all right, this is something else. So I Back started to when play. I was it. a boy, we played roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> and that's all a separate thing. So you've seen you've watched, I assume, the Punisher trailer. So you're on you're on board. You're all in on this. You have no concerns. Oh God, man. I cannot wait. I'm I'm all in. I love the guy they casted. I'm hoping they shed the thing where it's like the reason he's the Punisher is he has a brain tumor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bullet in his brain would, or whatever. I, I, I talked a lot about how I didn't like that on a previous episode, so yeah. I won't go on and on. But yeah, I hope – I have high hopes because microchip's in it. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping they pick up on some of those, you know, like those stories that we love that where microchip was in the chair helping him out. I, I'm, yeah. I'm just really excited. Yeah, I guess I just – I I feel like he's a, a – good character when he's like bouncing off other people. Like I, I always enjoy, you know, the con like the conflict between uh, him and daredevil, right. Yeah, so I agree. Where there's sort of where they're, where they're code, like they're both sort of trying to achieve the same goal, but their, their moral compasses, you know, are aligned differently. And so I don't know. He just always strikes me as a guy who, I don't know. Is he better as a, as a guest star? Like, does he, can he carry his own show or is it going to be like 13 episodes of violence? You know, like what, like what's under the violence, I guess. But, you know, it's funny. I would say that about everything the Punisher does. Like yeah. it, almost every time they launch a new series for Punisher, I'm like, how many issues will they keep a good writer and a good artist on this yeah. thing before they just jump out? And in a way, I feel the same about the TV show, right? Like, I think we might get one season. Yeah. I don't I don't know how they turn that story into an ongoing thing, because if you read the comic at all, it just becomes so repetitious that it's a bit mind numbing. Right. It would be hard for me to parse like different Punisher plots. At this right. Point. Yeah, exactly. Except, except for the ones written by Garth Ennis, those stick. Right. So if, if I think if they base some of the stuff on his work, we're in for a real treat. Right. If they base it on some of the other stuff, like, like if it gets towards Frankencastle territory or something, we're, I will be a little worried. Or Angel Punisher. Oh God. Don't even, don't even, no, no, let's not talk about Angel Punisher ever again. I guess I'm just, I'm also, uh, I, I, did you watch, uh, Defenders? I tried. Yeah, no, I wait, I got all the way through it and then was like, wait, that's it? Yeah, yeah. I was just okay. I was gonna I was gonna bail on it and then once I realized it was only like seven or eight issues, I was like, fine, I'll finish this thing. So I was like halfway at that point. It's like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are the best part of that whole yeah. thing, I think. And they're shooting they were just shooting Luke Cage in my neighborhood, so that's coming back soon too. Yeah, and I just I well and I was very excited for that, and then apparently like uh, Iron Fist is gonna play a much larger role. So it's going to be much more sort of heroes for hiring. I'm going to say boo on that. I don't want that. No, I don't, I don't want I don't that want either. That. That's too bad. So. You read some old X-Men, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remembered the password for my Marvel unlimited, uh, subscription <laughs> and read, uh, the, the phalanx, of uh, the flanks, the phalanx, uh, covenant. Oh, I've never even heard of that. It, it was a, you know, it was back when Marvel would do big summer crossovers, but sort of only like constrained to like one line of books. Right. So like it was just the X-Men in this crossover, Uh you know, not giant galaxy wide stuff. So it went through all the X books, which, you know, were many at the time X-Men, uncanny X-Men, X-Force, X-Factor, Cable, Wolverine, (laughs) a dark time in the nineties. Oh, Excalibur. Excalibur was probably in there. Uh, And it was this sort of techno organic, you know, Warlock from new mutants. Yeah. So he's like that techno organic alien guy. So it was like him mixed with some like mutant hating Cameron Hodge stuff. Uh, and they basically create this monster thing that just wants to assimilate, you know, humanity. 
real original, uh, but for some <laughs> reason can't assimilate mutants. Oh, weird. Okay. Mutants fight back, blah, blah, blah. And it was all sort of a big spin up to launch a generation X. Uh, so one of the key things is these young, you know, next generation of mutants and this kind of globe trotting to rescue them all. A bunch of people who, who knows if they even still exist uh, in the Marvel <laughs> universe. Who, who was the art behind a lot of this stuff? Was it the Jim Lee era? It was uh no this is uh, uh Joe this is Joe Mad's big uh coming out oh, party. Okay, okay. Uh he was on Uncanny. I forget who was on the regular X-Men at the time. It might have been one of the yeah it was. It was Andy Kubert and maybe this is when he was on X-Men and Adam Kubert was on Wolverine for a time. Oh funny. So yeah, it's just, you know, it's big crossover stuff and they go around trying to rescue all these mutants and then they got to like get to the, you know, the main techno organic core and launch a thing and is it good it's fun it's 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 nostalgically it's nostalgically fine is it packaged up on marvel unlimited or do you have to like hunt out each issue no and in fact it wasn't even in there you know they have their like crossovers uh crossover storyline section it wasn't even in there i didn't think it was in there oh wow Or if it was it wasn't very well assembled so i just sort of went from memory uh, and kind of plucked around finding stuff it's funny. It's such a dark spot for me because that's when I got right when I got out of comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is right when you were in at the deepest, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so this is all leading into Generation X, which that might have been why I chased it down in the first place um, because that was uh, Scott Lobdell and uh, Chris Bacciolo. Oh, yeah. I love that guy. Bacciolo's art is fucking weird and i always love it yeah, yeah he i know him from shade the changing man i love that yeah guy. exactly yeah. exactly so yeah i think I, I think i read like the first issue of that just on a reread lark and then was like you know what i'm gonna go back and read the run-up stuff to all this for some reason because i got a hammock and so if you're gonna be in a hammock you might as well read a little comics <laughs> nice it's some pretty cliche stuff of like you know like the two headmasters of the new school are banshee and the white queen you know so it's a lot of like banshee's horrible Irish slang. Uh, and then like <laughs> the white queen doing shit. And they're like, we don't trust you. Cause you're the white queen, but we still made you part headmaster of this school, but we don't trust you. We're watching you, you know? So it's like this <laughs> constant ticking time bomb. Like, is she going to betray them all? And I don't know if she ever does. Cause they don't have all the issues on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. And so I, I wonder what happened to all of those. I don't know where husk is these days or skin. <laughs> this was really the era of like a, a lot of custom lettering, you know, yes, this is like when I think, uh, uh, is it Starkings, uh, and comic craft were sort of at the height of their powers. Yeah, totally. All those guys. Yep. And then also just a lot of really bad, you know, kind of cliched accents and whatnot. So you got skin who's from the barrio and just says essay oh, every no. other word. So you, oh, you like no. never forget that he's, you know, oh gosh, he's a former gangbanger. Um, <laughs> And then the Southern, you know, uh, Husk is Cannonball's sister from Kentucky. And so she says, gosh, gosh, heck y'all. Oh, gosh. This is also when they were trying to throw characters at the wall so that they could make royalties more, right? Like this was when creator owned characters or they would get more incentive points if they, if their characters went on to other books or whatever. Oh, I have no idea if that's the case or not, but I think they were trying to pitch character after character after character so that they could have more ownership. Yeah. It's a bad time. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, and then you've got uh you've got uh Chamber, uh who is from the part of England where they just use all sorts of ridiculous heat slang in every other every other sentence. Love Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You cheerio, governor. No no no, it's no good. It's no good. <laughs> so yeah, just a lot of that. Oh, oh, I forgot one thing, man. I forgot something before we wrap up. What's up? Did you watch the tick? No, I still I've watched like the oh. first episode. For some reason I haven't we have here here's my problem. <laughs> 
we I'm, I'm waiting for that Amazon Prime video app to come to the Apple TV uh, because the only way I can watch Amazon stuff is on our in our back room TV. Uh, and when I'm back here, I'm usually playing video games. Uh, ah. So, yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. All right. I'm not going to talk about it other than to say it was very good and it was only half a season and I cannot wait for the other half. All right. I'll make some calls. All right. Cool. Thanks, man. Good looking yeah. out. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You got anything else? I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm up on a few things. I actually just this morning read the latest issue of Jessica Jones, and I implore you to either catch up with that book or just fuck it and buy the most recent issue uh, and read that. Well, that's Bendis, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll read that. Um, because the last page of the current issue actually made me say, oh shit out loud. Oh, nice. Okay. I scared, I scared the dogs. <laughs> and you're reading Squirrel Girl too, right? I'm always reading Squirrel Girl. I'll never not be reading Squirrel Girl. Nice. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It makes me laugh out loud every single time I read it. Um, right now, uh, Ultron is a dinosaur. So, I mean, what else What else do you need to know? <laughs> All right, nice. I'll read that too. Yep. All right, man. How do people get a hold of us? Hang on. I'm going, I'm going to go through my list make sure I talk about it. <laughs> oh, and, and you should you should read Shirtless Bear Fighter. Read Shirtless Bear Fighter. What is that? It's about a guy who doesn't have a shirt and he fights bears. I don't understand what you're not getting. At <laughs> All right. All right. That's a good reco. Yeah. It's, it's stupid and ridiculous. Uh, it has like giant sound effects when he punches a bear that say bear punch. Uh, okay. he just, he, he hates bears, man. He hates Consider them. Consider me sold. That sounds yeah. great. Imagine, a, imagine a punisher that fights bears. That's sort of what it is. Maybe not really that, but it's, you know, but you can pitch anything to me with the punisher. I know. Has. Yeah, that would work. I know it's, it's, it's the Essel version of like, it's like Uber, but for, you know, shitty <laughs> it's startup like pitch. the punisher, but yeah, it's like the punisher, but yeah. All right, fool. That's all I got. That's all I got. I got to go to work. All right, how do people get us? Uh, we're Issue Show on Twitter. We're IssueShow.com on internet. Uh, I'm Ed Casey on Twitter. You are Essel. Uh, we always enjoy hearing about snacks you've been eating, comics you've been reading, uh, or why Mike is wrong about Cyborg. Nice. All right, I'll it. talk to you later, Ed. Bye, buddy. Bye. Um, I can't find my notes. How does an iPad even work?